You know those days when you just can't? (laughs) Yeah, me too. That's what I'm talking about on today's podcast. Listen up. Episode 25 of the Where To Next podcast is coming in hot. Cute story leading into today's topic. One of my children is home from school, not feeling well. And I said, hey, I'm going to go do my podcast. And my son asked, hey, what's the topic today? And I said, maybe you can relate to this. It's the idea or, you know, when you're having one of those days and you just can't. And he said, oh, mommy, I know. And we explored that for a second. And it made me chuckle because if you're a mom, if you're not a mom, if you're a woman, doesn't matter what age you are. We all have these days where we just can't. And it never dawned on me that my 13-year-old children would be able to relate or that they even know. And so as we go through today, keep this in mind. This is a very relatable conversation that you can have with your kids. And I guarantee if you kind of probe a little bit, you'll learn a lot about what they're thinking and what they're threshold for frustration is and even be able to help them through because you can share what it's like when you just can't anymore. My day of just not being able to do it anymore happened last week. And that's one of the things I love about doing this podcast is in the course of my daily life, I have a lot of things that I want to talk about and podcast about. And then sometimes life just, excuse me, often life is happening and something will come up and I'll say, oh yeah, this is what I need to talk about. And so last week, my back was doing its thing and it happens from time to time. And I've definitely been here. I've definitely done this before and I've learned. And when I'm having one of these moments It inevitably leads to a day or two, sometimes even three, of an I just can't day. And because I've been here before, instead of losing my cool, as has happened in the past, ask my family, I try not to let that happen anymore. Usually, I can avoid it, again, just because I've had so much practice and I'm very aware. But occasionally it doesn't. I don't like those days to happen, of course, or those moments because I lose my marbles and then everybody in the house is impacted, including the dogs. And honestly, I, you know, when we know better, we do better. Again, I am not perfect. This is not the point of this conversation to make you feel ill-equipped or inept at all. It's merely awareness, right? And so what I want to do today is share with you my process for how I work through the day or the moment when I just can't. The very first thing I do is I can usually feel it in my body. Maybe my chest is tighter or my belly is tighter. I sometimes get really klutzy because I'm trying to move super fast and I'm thinking five steps ahead of where I am and what I'm doing. Often it happens when I'm emptying the dishwasher, right? I start dropping things or I'm making breakfast because I'm racing ahead through the moment that I'm currently in. I might get frustrated easily or I can't make a very simple and basic decision like which leggings am I going to put on for the morning. I can feel the freneticness in my body. I can feel my brain just spinning. That is my first cue that, okay, I am having a moment and it could very quickly go south. 
And so the very first thing I do is stop. Sometimes I just stand at the counter and put my hands down on the counter and take a deep breath and close my eyes. Sometimes I'll walk out of the room. Sometimes I'll go sit somewhere and I'll just sit there for a second and I will breathe. I will close my eyes. If I can lay down, I can. But usually it's just this couple deep breaths or some sighs. They don't need to be super deep breaths, but their sighs. And I can feel all of that release out of me, all of that pressure, all of the tension, all of the freneticness. Now, I'm not saying that it goes away, but that stopping, that letting it go releases. And then what I've done, what I do is I have a conversation with myself and I ask myself, what's going on? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? And I let the swirl just go. Sometimes I talk out loud to myself. Sometimes I journal if I can. But if I'm just in the pantry and I'm stealing a moment for myself, I take those breaths and I say, yeah, this is what I'm dealing with. My back hurts. I'm super uncomfortable. I can see that I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen with my day because I had all of these grand plans and now I feel like I can't do them or I don't want to do them or they're not in my best interest. And I let all of that go. And very quickly, I realized that, wow, I am holding on to so much. I have all of these thoughts swirling about. It's like a tornado. And the thing about thoughts is whenever we have a thought, we have a feeling. We feel it in our body, hence the tension, hence the stress. We are not the things we think in our brain. Who we are and the thoughts we think are two totally separate things. You've heard me talk about this before, how we have about 60 to 80,000 thoughts throughout the course of a day. I am not defined by any single one of my thoughts. So just seeing them, allowing them to be there, being aware of what I'm thinking helps me understand why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. And the next thing I do is I get super specific with myself about what does just can't mean? When I'm having that sense of, oh my gosh, I just can't today, what is it that I can't do? Is it that I can't do that meeting that I thought I was going to do? Is it that my routine is thrown off? Is it that I have a lower emotional tolerance? Maybe I'm mentally stressed out. Maybe I'm physically taxed. But what specifically is going on? And for me in that moment, it was my back and it was the thought of, wow, I cannot do what I set out to do today. And once I could understand that, once I could identify that, then I could go about solving for that. And in this particular case, solving for that meant pretty much clearing the decks. And the way I got to that decision was asking myself, what do I need today? What's possible right now? What's realistic? What can I shift? What can I move around? What can I delete? And I made a lot of modifications to my schedule because that is what I decided was in my highest, best interest. And the biggest question that I asked myself was, what's got to go? What can I let go of for now? These are two of my most favorite words because they're powerful. For now is however long you decide it needs to be. For me, it was that whole day. What can I let go of for now? And what that does is frees me up from 
the belief that I have to do all of the things because it's just not true. There are very few things I have to do. And to be quite honest, there's nothing we really have to do. Now, I get this a lot. I get a lot of pushback. I may even have talked about this before in terms of, yeah, I do. I have to work. I have to go pick up my kids. I have to feed them breakfast. And the answer is, you don't, you don't, and you really don't. If you didn't feed your kids breakfast, could they get it themselves? Or if they're super young, maybe they could be hungry for a little bit. Obviously, we're not talking about starving your children, but if they didn't eat for 30 minutes, they might be okay. Do you have to pick them up? I mean, they need to get home, so could somebody else pick them up? Could you make a different arrangement? Could you pick them up a little bit later? Could they walk part of the way? Whatever it is. When you start diving into the belief of have to, you realize very quickly that we don't really have to. We tell ourselves we have to because it's important to us. Very different. We choose to, again, very different. My kids like to challenge me on this a lot. They'll say, mommy, you you have to drink water. You have to breathe. Well, I don't have to drink water. A lot of people out there don't drink nearly the amount of water that I do. And then there are people who go on water fasts, right, or hunger strikes. And they say, what about breathing? I don't really have to breathe. My body does that for me. So, yes, we need to do a lot of things, but I don't have to do all of them. And when I can see that, when I can separate myself from that, I can say, yeah, no, today I'm not going to do that. I can admit to myself that today in my current level of functioning, it's not in my best interest. I don't need to continue to fall on my sword at the expense of myself. It's a super outdated paradigm. And honestly, it's super unnecessary and optional. So if that is something that you believe and you buy into, I just want you to gently challenge yourself and find out follow it out. What happens if I don't pick up my kids? Would somebody call with the school say, hey, Stacy, your kids are here, right? They're whatever. Yeah, maybe. Okay. We can work through that. Back to the question. What's got to go? I needed help physically. I needed help with the dishwasher. I needed help walking the dogs. I needed to not be in the car and not be sitting. I decided I wanted to lay down for a good portion of the day or work standing up. So I did what I could, what I felt I could do. I made compromises for me. I stood up for myself. I decided what I was capable of doing and what could be deferred until later. We often think that when we make decisions like this, other people are going to be inconvenienced or upset or mad at us. And that very well may be the case. But if someone is mad at us, that is their choice. I had a big photo shoot scheduled for one of those days. This was a few day situation that I had a big photo shoot and there was a photographer involved and I had rented space and the makeup artist was involved and a hair person. And I thought for a second, gosh, I'm just going to power through this. And then I realized, you know what? I'm not going to be in my best mental space, emotional space or physical space to do this. And I know that the women I've chosen to work with don't want a lesser version of me. I know that when I'm able to honor and own how I'm feeling and communicate that in a way that models for other women and other humans on the planet, oh, wow, we are allowed to have moments of weakness. 
we are allowed to be vulnerable. When I reached out to, to cancel, every single one of them said, oh my gosh, I totally understand, been there. One person even said, oh wow, yeah, this actually works better for me. So if, again, that is a belief that you have that others will be mad or inconvenienced, that is perhaps not true. And if they are mad, again, that is on them. This is not an intentional sabotaging situation. This is, I'm having one of these days and I just can't. We need to give people more credit. We need to give ourselves the respect that we give others in those situations. Where can I ask for help? That was another question that I asked for myself. What's going to make the biggest difference in this moment? When I ask myself that question, when you do, you are showing yourself compassion, self-compassion. You are soothing yourself. You are doing exactly to yourself what you would do to your best friend, your child, a loved one. Self-compassion is that deep connection, that deep honoring of yourself. I talk a lot about self-compassion because it works. By now, there was a different version of me that would have made very different decisions years ago. I would have powered through at the expense of myself. I would have powered through at the expense of my loved ones because that's what I thought I was doing. And at the expense of loved ones because I probably would have injured myself more and then perhaps been out of commission for an even longer period of time. Kristen Neff, K-R-I-S-T-I-N, Neff, N-E-F, has written all of the books about self-compassion. And it's through practicing it and learning about it and understanding it, for me personally, and listening to what experts tell me, I understand it is the difference maker. Continuing to plow through on a day when you just can't is expensive. It's mentally expensive, it's physically expensive, and it's emotionally expensive. And it's not just you. We have jobs. We volunteer. We show up in our community. We have people who rely on us. We have people who need us. Even my family, they're pretty self-sufficient. They still need me. My husband's great. He steps in. But he always jokes. When I go down, everyone goes down. And not really. They don't go down. But everybody notices. Do I want to stop? Do I want to slow down? Do I want to lay on the couch and clear my schedule? No, not at all. It's an incredibly uncomfortable place to be because I'm forced to see my own limitations. And I don't like that. But I know that I'm human. I'm not a robot. And I know every single day is different. I know I used to expect that I could perform every day at the same level. But that's not how we work. That's not how humans work. There are so many factors at play that influence my level of functioning, your level of functioning on any given day. Hormones, the food, what you ate today, what you ate the day before, the weather, the water, your water intake. Did you drink enough? Did you drink too little, too much? The moon, how well did you sleep yesterday? What's going on in your brain? What are the thoughts that you're having? What are the feelings that you're having? What are the sensory moments that your sensory experiences today? Also, I talked about this a little bit earlier, but when you model asking for what you need, which is really showing others in your life, other people in my life, other women, other men, other humans, particularly my children, I cannot emphasize how important that is, right? We want our children to do as we say, but we know they do as we do. 
Our children need to know they can ask for help. They need to know that it's okay. And they need to see us, their superheroes, having these moments of being human. I want my son to grow up and know when he has a family, he's going to have to step in sometimes. A lot of times. I want him to know that. I want my daughter to know that she doesn't have to do all of the things. And I want my friends to know that, wow, it's okay to ask for help. This whole experience is not letting myself slide. It's not letting me off the hook. It's not giving myself a pass. It's what I consider being a guardian of my highest best interest, my highest best self. It's loving on me like I would anyone else I love. It's caring for myself so deeply in that moment and admitting, yeah, I just can't right now even though that's uncomfortable. We as ambitious women don't like this. I get it. I get you. I'm reminded of rainbows after a storm whenever I have one of these moments. Adversity is incredibly uncomfortable. It's not ideal, but it does happen. It is part of life, and it reminds us of our vulnerabilities. But when we can sit with that adversity, we can see that it's also a very beautiful place for us personally, it's how we grow and evolve and a chance for others to care for us and for them to grow and evolve as well. Back to the rainbows. You know when there's a storm and the skies are angry and they're dark and they rumble and maybe there's thunder and lightning and then the rain comes and I'm talking about like a real storm. And then all of a sudden the storm passes and you look outside and you can see that brightness and you turn your head out of the corner of your eye. There's the rainbow. Such a beautiful moment. And just seconds before the storm was brewing and kicking up its heels. That's what happens when you're having one of those I just can't days and you allow yourself to be with it and to work through it. There are rainbows. Thank you so much for listening. I know you know this, but reviews matter a lot. So if you'd leave a quick one to two sentence review below, I'd be forever grateful. This podcast is strictly for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not meant as a substitute for medical advice or mental health care. 